It's your girl, Sophronia Ivory, host of your new favorite show, No Rewinds. No Rewinds because we only got one shot to raise these kids. We got to see it, think about it, then do what we got to do to raise these kids. And then it's like, you know, my parents said, if you want someone to come home from school, you know, to spend part of the holiday or whatever, then sure, let us know. And I picked my little boyfriend up and I was like, come on, you know. <laughs> and my parents were both, you know, they they were apprehensive, but they were kind. And I think that's because they realized, okay, this isn't, isn't a phase. It's not going anywhere. And ultimately, this is what makes, this is my child being happy. Right. And, um, you know, he's being fulfilled, whether or not I agree with the person that he's dating, because there was that, or whether or not um, I agree with the sexuality thing or not. Because really now, it's not an argument of sexuality in in my family. There has been an argument about who who I have dated and why I dated. and and that's okay. Because I think you're going to have that, whether it's heterosexual or it, I think that that's just natural. Well, and I think you know I'm the I'm the oldest, and my it still doesn't make it any easier, Bennett. It doesn't. No, but I think that my there there's a point at which I kind of had to look at both of my parents, and I had to say, okay, so what 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 person is good enough? <laughs> no, there's nobody. Nobody. And I said, I said, I was like, because like I brought you, you know, heirs to to fortunes. I brought you self-made people. I brought you older men, younger men, short, bald, fat. You know, it's like what you know. But but that that's a that's a they want the best for you kind of conversation rather than a sexuality question. I right. think. I am so, so when you went to college, it was like, mm-hmm. oh my God. I oh my. Free. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I could have, I could have a, 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 as we called it, because I was on the floor with a lot of gay men and we didn't really realize it until we were all sort of like looking at each other like, okay, that's a sister, that's a sister. Is her roommate a sister? Okay, we'll see, you know. And so you could have a gentleman caller. You know, you could have, you, you, you know, you could sign them in at night and they could stay the night with you. And, you know, it was like, okay, you sit around watching movies, things I couldn't do when I was in, when I was in high school because I wasn't straight. Right. Because like, if I was straight, I would be like, Hey, I'm going to invite such and such girl over and we're going to watch a movie. And they probably wouldn't have thought anything of it, but I remember that even straight boys couldn't come over to my house. Mm. So hold on, back up. You called it a gentleman caller? Yes. We, you know, we had to be genteel about it. <laughs> we had to be genteel. Break it down for me. Break it all the way down for me. <laughs> yes, you know, and, and he had to, you know, come. He had to bring a gift. He couldn't not, you know, bring something with him. Can't show okay. up barefaced or empty-handed, right? You know. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, and, and that was kind of because um, there were some older um, 
there was a, a guy who was an RA, he was gay, and he was like, listen, this is probably your first time away from home where you've got freedom, that you can have men over, and like, I'm not going to tell you what you should and shouldn't do, but just know that there's a basket on my door with condoms, don't play around, you don't want, you know, if you need to get tested, this is what you do, this is what happens if you need to do this, that, and the third, and it was a very open and honest conversation that I hadn't had, um, which mm-hmm. was amazing. Uh, so yeah, you know, we, I, there were a couple of callers that year, um, one of whom I still keep in contact with, who's, you know, even remembers, uh, I was living in Chicago and he came to come visit and he opened the door with two bottles of champagne and was like, oh, you remember. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, he's like, you taught me. He said, you taught me. Don't come to your house barefaced or empty-handed. I said, you know the deal. So um, there were, yeah, I mean, it, it was the first time that I had that that agency, that authority, that if I wanted to, I could do it. I could have it. I could be it. I could wear it. It didn't matter if my mother doesn't like cut off jeans. Guess what I'm wearing to class today? Cut off jeans. <laughs> and I have nice legs. And somebody gonna tell me I have nice legs. You know, and I'm in the fashion department. Everybody's wearing something weird. <laughs> right, you know? right, right. So some self-expression mm-hmm. is yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so so when you went to New York. Oh oof. <laughs> yeah. Really, I, I I absolutely love you know, my daughter goes to, to school in New York and we've Every time we go, we always kind of go to the city for a couple of days, and it is amazing. I just love New York, so I can't imagine you being in New York, especially in fashion in college. It has to have been amazing. New York was a magical place. <laughs> it not, was. It's like it, Disney. It's like Disney. It's amazing. It was so magical. I, you know. I got there um, in June and decided that I wanted to live in Harlem. Um, lived in a one-bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. Lived in a one-bedroom apartment in Harlem on the west side, 141st and Broadway. Um, no window in the bedroom. The bathroom window did not open. The living room window was the fire escape. The pilot light was out on the stove. You had to re you had to relight it. Okay. There were a couple of weeks where my diet consisted of peanuts and water. Um, I lost quite a bit of weight that first <laughs> that first uh, month and a half. Uh, because again, there's nobody to tell me that I can't do it. If I want to ride all the way downtown and go to Christopher Street and go to the Stonewall and go to Marie Crisis, because I was legal drinking age by this point. Right. Um, you know, and I had friends in New York. Some of the people that I went to school with in Indiana had gone out there with me at the same time. So it was like, we were, again, kicking it. I mean, just having a ball. And, you know... Even though New York is big, it's small. So people start to take notice of you and they're like, wait a minute, I haven't seen you before. Even especially in the in the um, neighborhoods. So it's like, oh, I haven't seen you before. Where are you from? 
And (laughs) (laughs) hey, you know. (laughs) So there were, again, you know, gentlemen callers. And this time I live by myself. So you couldn't tell me I couldn't do, you know. Um, But I had a fair, a fabulous time. I loved New York. I loved being there. It was grueling. It was, you know, it would rain and you get your, your shoe would be wet and, and you'd be soaking because you're walking through the city. But, you know, you'd finally get to where you wanted to go and it'd be fabulous, you know. And I ran in a circle with people from Parsons and um, FIT, which was amazing because they were like, hey, come with me to this party um, in Chelsea. Mark Jacobs is going to be there. And you're like, what? I went to a party mm-hmm. and I went to a party and Janelle Monet was there. Ryan Philippe. I mean, it was just like, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's an open bar. So get, so get over there. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. and you know, I, um, I started dating someone, um, seriously when I was living in New York, someone who I knew in Indiana as well. Um, But as is the case with some gay men, they serious doesn't mean serious. Serious means it's serious when I'm with you. Um, Okay. So that's a heterosexual thing too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and so that really threw me. That ha- that happened December, January of that year, and I'm getting ready for my thesis and like trying to figure out what's going on. And um, that really threw me. Like that hurt me. I didn't date until until 2018. I mean, that doesn't seem like a long time, but that was 2016. I didn't date until the end of 2018. It just, it really, um, it wasn't so much the action. It was like the cavalier attitude toward it. Um, and, you know, I am, I do believe in the Zodiac, okay? Um, I am a Leo. Um, and Leos are very, very protective and loyal, but we're also very, very guarded about our feelings, even though we're open about them. And so I was open and honest with him about what was going on with me. And it just, it, it, it came to a head at a company um, event, the company that I was interning for. Um, we all went out to dinner after the party and <laughs> he just like started screaming at me in the middle of this median in New York City ah. about how like I had ruined the relationship and I had taken things too far and this and this. oh my gosh it, and it was really really hurtful and embarrassing mm-hmm. really embarrassing because you know this is Friday night on Monday morning I have to go back and face these people you know at right work. um so it was amazing. It was great when it was great. You know, we had common interests. He took me to the opera, which I loved. He liked to go out to dinner. You know, we always went to these really fantastic places. He didn't live far from me um, in Harlem. So that was that was fabulous. Really just very talented guy. He worked for the public 
the public theater, which is the group that puts on Shakespeare in the park. Um, our first date was to Sting's birthday party, you know, and it's just like, you know, right. It's like, by the way, I hope you are, um, you're, uh, okay with sharing your, your date with about a thousand of Sting's closest friends because I'm throwing the party for him tonight, you know? Um, but New York was all in all, I would never trade it. It was a fabulous experience. Um, I actually ran into the the gentleman in question in Atlanta um, at the end of 2019. I was there for a for an event, and it was very much like so. <laughs> <laughs> No, he did not call upon. He he was not a gentleman caller that evening. He did not call upon. Okay. But you know, I considered it <laughs> because I'm human. Right, right, right. You yeah. know, I I tell my daughter, you are young. Now she's a little younger than you, but when you're young, you I tell just date a bunch of people. Just date them. Are you yeah. not that person? Um, I. Dating doesn't no. mean have sex with somebody though. Dating no, 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 that's fair. I'm that's gonna fair. go that's here. Fair. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna talk to you. If some a man calls me, don't ask me who's on my phone because I'm not going to do you like that. See, the problem with me again being a Leo is I my problem is jealousy. And I I know enough about myself to where I would be like, so who is that? And why are you laughing like that? And what are you all talking about? You know? So I've <laughs> so I've been very <laughs> conscious of my choices. I've been very conscious of my choices to to where it's like I would rather deal with one person than deal with a bunch and like not know where where things lay. Like I'm very big on clarity. Okay. So so you want a title? You want the boyfriend title? You want that? No, I want I want things to be clear. I want things to be clear. I want to know that if we if if you want to see other people, if you want to date around and do all that, then I want you to be clear about it. Saying, Bennett, I want to see people while I see you. Great. Would you be okay with that though? No. Bye. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I need. But, I think that. But I think that that's okay to tell somebody. You know what? Was, I like. Yeah. I want to spend time with you, but I'm going to see other people. And that's fair. And and that that's fine. If that's what you want to do, then sure. But I don't see myself with you while you're seeing other people. Okay, that's fair. When somebody tells you this is what it is, or this is what I'm looking for. You have the opportunity to say, yep, I'm not interested, or yes, I can deal with that. And I think and that you know, that's where a lot of people, they get in this gray area and they, their feelings get a little bit hurt because people aren't just being honest. It's just and about everybody, being honest. And everybody knows everybody. And, you, and especially with the gays, right? Everybody knows everybody. Oh, I slept with him once upon a time. Oh, we used to go out on dates. Okay, well, what does that mean? What does it mean that you dated him or you hung out 
what does hanging out mean? You know, there's a little bit too, um, it's a little bit too um, vague for my liking. And so that's why when I enter into something with someone, I said, let me be clear. I, I'm entering into this with you because I like you, I have feelings for you, whatever. And if you find at any time that you want to see other people or it's not working in the way that you thought it would, we need to communicate with one another. It's when there's no communication and no clarity that I have a problem. Because like, I could, I guess I could date. You have to realize, like I just got out of, my last relationship ended in July. And it was because um, there was no clarity. It was, you weren't supposed to find out. Mm. And the one thing about me, especially like where we live, is that I know some of everybody and it will always be revealed to me. (laughs) It's always going to come across my desk. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. Um, And that's because I've been out so long and I used to work with the girls and the girls know everybody, you know? So, um... I'm just, right now, personally, I'm at the point where I don't want nobody bothering me. I really don't. Like, I, and I'm also at the point where, you know, a lot of the guys my age came out later. They are still dealing with, you know, some of the things that I may have already, you know, um, reconciled in my life about my sexuality. But, you know, now we have the the right to marry. So guys my age are getting married. One of my very best friends is getting married in a year. And I'm like, hmm, I never felt any pressure. I never felt any pressure to do it. You know, <laughs> it was like, woo, woo. So, so now you're feeling pressure. Now you're feeling pressure to get married. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I definitely feel it. And I'm going to be 30 in two years, which doesn't seem, which is not old, which is not like a death sentence, but like gay 30 is very different than straight 30. And also gay 30 and married is different than gay 30 and single. Okay. What is the difference between gay 30 and straight 30? Because it's still the same point in your life, right? Or no? Mm, no, because a lot of people at Gay 30, they're reaching that like 10 year mark of being out. And so their shelf life of kind of being like the young, cute, hot thing on the scene, right, is 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 coming to an end. Whereas like hetero 30 is like, I've dated all the way in high school. You know, I took the girl to the prom. I, I took, you know, oh, I was able to do- okay. Whereas these guys, they're making up for lost time. They didn't get to take a guy to the prom. So they're like just doing whatever, wherever. And now it's like a second, it's like a second puberty. Except mm. for now it's, it's fueled by drugs and booze. Mm. Right? And you can have sex with whoever you want to, wherever you want to. Well, not wherever, but you know, you can do. So it's like a second mm-hmm. puberty. Um, whereas like I handled all that at once. Um, so yeah, I do. I do feel pressure to be married, not necessarily from 
like my family or anybody. It's but it's like this sort of um these images that I keep being bombarded with of like these, you know, really excited, happy gay couples that are buying houses together and like adopting dogs. And I'm like, here I am painting the wall in my one bedroom apartment pink. Like, yay, you know, but it's, <laughs> but you take the victories where you can get them. Right. So do you want children too? Um, I've considered it. Um, if it is in the cards for me, I would love that but I will also be very happy being the gay uncle <laughs> like I will be like, <laughs> like I will be content like you know if my sister chooses to have children um I have a, a close cousin who has a daughter who I absolutely adore um and so I sort of like take my time with her and I'm able to spend time with them as a family and I really love that um but I don't know I don't know okay that's fair I would fair. I, I think in my mind somewhere there's a place where I would love to be a dad um and I think that I would have a lot to give as a parent um but I don't know. And the beauty of it is that I don't have to yet, even just like with the marriage thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, that's awesome. Bennett, I think um, you have been amazing to talk to. I you are so always glad. so lively. And, and I have learned so much from you today. Um, as you know, the name of the podcast is called No Rewind. And if there was one opportunity in your life where you could go and rewind one thing in your life, what would it be and why? Oh, oh, it's very, okay, it's very sentimental. Um, I, so I was very close with my late grandmother who died when I was 13 um, and I, she called me like a couple of days before she passed away. And she said, you know, I would really like to see you and something was going on. We were out doing something and I was like, yeah, we'll get to it. Um, and I think that was Sunday and she passed away on Wednesday. So that would be the one that would be the rewind for me is to just be able to, um, I didn't know that she was that ill. Um, I probably would, that would be my rewind. I would go and just, you know, because she was, she knew about my sexuality, didn't care. And in fact was, you know, kind of like yelling at people over the phone because they were calling her and talking about it. And she was like, leave him alone. We've all known this. It's not a big deal. Like, get over it, right? And um, I learned that later on in life. Um, and even though she um, was ill and she was disabled at the time, she gave me so, so much in her sense of style, in her sense of, of um, 
grace, the way that she treated people, the way that she spoke. Um, she just, she's really, really present in my life, even all these years uh, later. And that would probably be the moment I would rewind and be able to just go be with her one more time. I can imagine. That's awesome. That's a great rewind too. Yes, I think so. I was thinking about maybe rewinding and going back to the uh, to the median in uh, in New York City, and I would have told him where he could have stuck his uh, his attitude. <laughs> <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Right, right, right. No. Rolled my neck a couple of times, but I think this one's That's probably okay. better. <laughs> that is a good one. It is a good one. Well, Bennett, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming to Don't Require. You have got to come back and chat with us some more. I'm quite sure I will be getting a ton of questions. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> that's okay. All right. Well, that's it for today, y'all. Just remember, there are no one-size-fits-all manuals to teach you how to be a single parent. Do what you can then build up your village to help you do the rest because there are no rewinds. Don't forget to subscribe so we can chop it up next time. 